ladies and gentlemen, come one, come all, step, come, come one, come all, step up to the to the what to the tent and join Mark and Rob as they venture into the fun house. Yeah, well, hey, you just did it. Oh, <laughs> poorly, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I could do much better. Uh, let, let me see. I almost said, "Hear ye, hear ye." For some well, fucking weird ass like reason. Yeah. Hear you, hear you. You're the town crier all of a sudden. Yeah, right. <laughs> 11 o'clock and all is well. Is it? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, get ready to feast your ears upon the show that has no rival. The show cursed by God. Yeah, see, I got nothing right after that. It just completely went blank. Oh, step up to the fun house. Well, it's, you got to tell us Midnight Mass Preacher Cast, too. Otherwise, they won't know that either. Okay. Yeah. What they think. I don't know who they would confuse us with, but you don't want that. Step into the tent stained with blood. Midnight Mass Creature Cast. No, I don't know, man. Well, hello, everyone. This is Midnight Mass Creature Cast. I'm Rob. And this is Mark. And tonight we are... Um, we're at a carnival. We are. And I wish I would have changed it. I, would, I should have been Marco the Magnificent for this show. I wasn't even thinking. Oh, hey, that would have been cool. You can still be Marco the Magnificent. Okay, I'm going to be Marco the Magnificent. Um, and I'm going to be Bobby the Bald. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. All right. So we have dueling bald people, I guess. Yeah. This- yeah. But bald is beautiful. That's what the kids always tell me at school. It is. I remember um, when I was a kid and seeing when Joan Rivers, she had that show. I can't remember what it was. I think it was a Carol Burnett show. But okay. she she pulled off her wig and she, I think she was like she had a bald cap underneath it. And uh-huh. I was like, holy shit, she's bald. <laughs> I don't know. That's just some weird 80s memorabilia for me. It's weird though, like bald people, you see bald people all the time now. You like, but as a kid, the only one I could think of was Telly Savalas. Like, I can't remember any other bald people besides Telly Savalas as a child. Yeah, I also didn't see a lot of bald people in the no, 80s. Now they're like everywhere. Yep. Uh, yeah. It's cool to shave your head, or it, like I started to lose my hair at around 23 or 24. So I think I was four. You were four. <laughs> you, were, you were Lex Luthor. I was like Luther. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was like, what'd you say? 20. I, I was about 21, 22. I remember. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. I remember, I distinctly remember showing up at work. I got in a haircut and I like kind of gelled it up spiky. And the, <laughs> this guy I worked with, he's like, you shouldn't do that anymore. And I'm like, why? And he's like, you don't have the hair for this. <laughs> yeah. I really don't have the hair for this hairstyle anymore. And that's when I'm like, Oh, but it was hard to accept it for a while because I like I remember I would wear baseball hats like all the time. Like it really like yeah. You should not be rocking a baseball hat, you know. And I'm like, finally, like I just got to get used to this. And then I just kind of shaved it off, and I'm like, here I go. And yeah. now it's not a big deal to me at all. But there was a while it was really hard to accept. It's it did suck for me because I used to love growing my hair out and then putting it in braids and uh, fucking dreadlocks and everything, and. Ooh. Oh, cool. I, the, the most I had was like that mullet thing going on. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's hard to picture you with a mullet. Oh, no, it's out there. I had actually, I had a big, <laughs> like a big beard in the mullet thing. And uh, there was a soap opera. I forget what it was. 
Bowen Hope, Bowen Hope, if anyone knows who that is, I forget what soap opera it was, um, but everyone would always stop me and say, you look just like Bo. Um, and now I look like Telly Savalas, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Holy shit. Actually, people always say I look like John Malkovich. Yeah, you do kind of remind me of John Malkovich. I, I do get that. It's funny because uh, um, the first night Walt and I met, um, that kind of came up and I'm like, people always say I look like John Malkovich. He's like, I don't really see that. And then we ended up uh, sitting outside of a coffee house talking. And uh, these two, like people who are younger than you would think they even would know who John Malkovich was, walked by and the one came back. He's like, are you John Malkovich? And I'm like, I turned to Walt and I'm like, see, I told you. <laughs> it's so weird. But yeah, I always get that one. Oh, nice. Yeah, somebody uh, once compared me to uh, Fred Durst and then Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, when I had like the, uh, you know, the square beard thing going on there. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Um, and yeah, I think that was it. Like this person, I didn't even know I was at, I was at a bar and I was meeting a girl there and I had on a leather jacket. My bald head was like glinting under the lights and everything. And then someone came up and was like, you look just like Stone Cold Steve Austin. I was like, thank you. And he was drunker than shit. Oh. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's. Um, and then like uh, that night, I immediately cut off my little goatee and everything. I was like, I don't want to look like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, are you rocking a goatee now? No, I just got like a. Uh, what the hell? Uh, stubble because I, I can't grow a full beard. It itches too much and it really annoys okay. me. So I just let rock the stubble a little bit. Gotcha. See, I want you to say you had like a, a like a, like three foot long Fu Manchu going on. Holy Jesus. No, I had a really long beard. I looked like a biker maybe about three or four years ago. Yeah. Same here. I used to have a really long goatee thing, but like, but it would creep me out because I fall asleep. Well, I mean, clearly <laughs> I'm going to bed. I'd be in bed at night and I'd be asleep. And it would like rub against my chest. I would think that there were bugs on it. Yes, that happened to me too, but not while I was sleeping. Actually, when I was sitting down in a chair and if I tilted my head forward a little bit, it would hit against my chest and it would feel like there was a spider or something crawling on yeah, me. Weird sensation. Yeah. Yeah. Very creepy. Well, so once, once again, we've got seven minutes on the clock here and we've not even started on the movie. What movie are we talking about um, again? Yeah, let's roll that movie trailer and then uh, when we return, we'll get into it. All right, sounds good. Who will dare to face the challenge of the money? Who is mad enough to enter that world of darkness? Something is alive in the funhouse. Something not alive like its father. Something better dead. Something that has the form of a human, but not the face. This better be good. It's gonna be great. Something that feeds off the flesh and blood of young innocents. Something that tonight will turn the funhouse into a carnival of terror. I 
The Fun House, coming soon from Universal Pictures. The Fun House, it's a carnival of terror from Toby Hooper, the director who terrified you with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. All right, so yeah, we watched the trailer, and uh, according, judging by the trailer, what are your thoughts? On the Fun House? Yeah. Uh, the trailer, I, I, it's hard to separate myself from actually knowing everything I know about it. Um, I love the trailer. I love, I love Toby Hooper. Um, I was going to ask you now. Well, what do you think about the trailer? Let's go. I'll, we'll, 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 I will stick best I can on track with you. What did you think of the trailer? Okay. So, well, n- knowing that this is my first time seeing this movie. So you were right. You've never seen this. I'm right. So, excited. so you've never seen this. All right, go ahead. Um, judging by the trailer, I was expecting. Um, I don't know. It was kind of weird. Like the, the way that the trailer flowed, I was like, okay, this is what, this is what the movie is going to be from start to finish basically. Okay. Um, but I was mistaken, of course. Okay. All right. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's like by the trailer, I was like, okay, let's, let's fucking do this. I know this is, this is some eighties kind of, uh, stuff and I'm all here for it. And so, yeah, we're, I think we're ready to get into the movie now. Okay, cool. All right. All right. So now I, me, I first came about this through the novelization. Um, so they put a, a, a book based on the screenplay out. Well, it was supposed to come out like in conjunction with the movie, but the production took longer than they thought it would. But so the book actually hit like uh, hit the stores before the film actually came out. So somehow, and I don't remember how I got the book, but I actually got the book and read it because I wouldn't be able to see the movie anyway. And my parents were fine with me reading you know, the book. Mm. Um, but Dean Koontz actually wrote the book, the novelization, the author, if you know Dean Koontz. Oh, yes, How- I do. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and it's actually, there's a, a couple of things that are di- different, fleshed out more, I guess, in the book. It's really quite interesting. Um, but then you watch the movie and you're like, okay, did they just change this? I know it's really weird. It's it's like that whole Star Wars thing where Marvel Comics, uh, when they got a hold of the Empire Strikes Back, they made Yoda purple with long hair. And then all of a sudden he's green with short hair. And you're like, <laughs> what's this? Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, so that's how I first came, you know, about into knowing about the fun house. And then uh, of course I had the Fangoria issue number 11, so I got the pictures and stuff of it. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, yeah, that makes me want to read the book now because after seeing the movie, I'm thinking that the book would probably answer a whole lot of the questions that I had about like what was going on in the film. Well, there's some weird like do you want me to talk about it or do you want to read it and I'll just let you go? Uh no, you you could talk about it. So I'm trying, and Walt had to help me with this because oddly enough, he read it as a kid too, basically, which is really weird that we would both have that in common. Um, so the the drunk mom in the movie, which we'll get to in a bit, but so um, in the book, the baby in the jar was hers. She had had an affair with the Barker. Oh, okay. Okay. And then Amy, her daughter, she had taken her to have an abortion because she was worried 
that if she, if her daughter had a child that would end up a mutant like that too, like a, a monstrosity. Now, Those why the, couldn't they put this in the movie? I don't know, but like that would change so much about it. Yeah. Thing. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's so weird to me, Rob. But anyway, but those are the things that like Walt and I were discussing. And those are the things that like stuck out that I'm like, oh, that's very different. It, like it's from the, from the, the movie and everything. Yeah, but, definitely. Like usually yeah. the book is very different from the movie, but it, it does like the movie takes a lot of liberties with things. Right, right, exactly. But the, but the book was actually based on the screenplay. It wasn't like there was a book first. Interesting. Yeah, so I don't know. But there's one, there's the one part, and we're kind of, I'm jumping way ahead, but where um, Amy and then her girlfriend, Liz, um, Liz makes a comment about like saving her virginity. And Amy does, Amy says something in passing, like, well, how do you know, like, I am a virgin? Or how do you know it's there to be saved or something like that? Or I'm still saving it. I think she said, how do you know I'm still saving it? Oh, yeah. It kind of alludes to that even remotely. But anyway, yeah, but the book, uh, and it's a quick read. I remember like flying through it as a kid, but yeah. Anyway, so um, and then eventually, I think I just um, when I started re- renting VHS is, is when I when I first saw it, and I fell in love with it right away. I, I like love this movie. I was so happy when you said we could watch it. Um, yeah, I'm always like, if there's a movie I haven't seen, I really enjoy watching them. Yeah, you know, catching up on the stuff that I missed out on. Exactly. Um, and this, of course, is Toby Hooper. And, you know, his biggies are like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 1 and 2, um, Poltergeist, Life Force, um, Invaders from Mars, which you guys have already covered, I believe. Yep. And then um, I've already mentioned this, but I want to put it out there again. He did the Toolbox Murders. It was 2004 with Sherry Moon, which I, if you haven't seen it, I still say see it because it's really cool. Um, the Mangler. Did we talk about The Mangler, you and I? Uh, no, we never did, but I did see that movie. Okay, so he did that one, and he did Body Bags, and then um, Eaten uh, Alive. Did you ever see Eaten Alive, the one he did with uh, – hmm. it's like all over the place. It's great. It's um, The guy owns like a really kind of seedy motel, but there's an alligator that he keeps that he kind of feeds the people that visit to the alligator. Oh, wow. No, I've never seen that. Oh, it's insane. You you really need to see that one. I love it so much. Um and then I guess another one I want to talk about just real quick is Spontaneous Combustion. He did that with Brad Dorf. That's another fun one. That's from 1990. Oh, Brad Dorf is awesome. Yeah, yeah. But those are just like some highlights. I really do. Lo- like he's one of my favorite directors. I love Toby Hooper. Um, so I just want to kind of throw all those things out there for other people who might not know everything he's done and some ones to check out. Oh, gosh. And I totally forgot Salem's Lot, which totally terrified me as a child. Oh, yeah. I, that first time I saw that movie, I was devastated. Oh. And it was on TV. Yes. It's surprisingly enough. They had it on one of the major networks. Yeah. It like terrified me. Yeah. But anyway, so that's uh, what Mr. Hooper has done. Unfortunately, we lost him in 2017, but I will never forget him. I love him so much. RIP. Yeah. Anyway. So, okay. So we got the fun house and we've already talked about Mr. Hooper. And then I kind of jumped ahead with some characters, but we can kind of get into things. Um, Do you want to, do you have, oh, so yeah, <laughs> if you want to uh, take it from the top here. Okay, so we'll take it from the top. Do you want to start off? You want me to do it? I actually took really good notes. I don't know if you did. Okay, yeah, I I'm not good with notes. I just make bullet points basically, and and then try to remember them. I think I did really good ones. So if you want to start, or I can start, however you want to do it. Okay, I just want to say like the beginning of the movie is a weird mind fuck. Okay. Um, yeah, what do you mean? 
Uh, okay, you've got, uh, you don't know it's a little boy, first of all. Uh, yeah. But, you know, you find that out later. But, you know, there's a, it, I guess it's his bedroom and he's a, a horror fan. Yes. And, and like, like he's got posters on his walls and, you know, uh, it looks like a medieval weaponry hanging from another yeah. wall. <laughs> right. Like, is this like the Marquis de Sade's bedroom? Yeah. He's a the reincarnation. Right. Um, so anyway, yeah, the you know, they're showing the masks that he's got, the posters, and then it goes, it cuts to like the weapons, and he pulls a knife off of the wall um and puts the mask over his face. And uh I guess the good part is like I got to see boobs, but I felt really weird about it because the the main character, Amy Harper, who's played by Elizabeth Barrage, she looked so fucking young that I actually had to stop the movie for a moment and look her up to see what year she was born. Yeah, she had just turned 18. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, this. this feels so illegal because she has like a baby face. Yeah, because Walt actually said that too. He's like, I almost kind of feel uncomfortable because I don't really think about that. I think because I'm I, I view these things, I think, different as like a gay man versus a straight guy. Because yeah. to me, it's like, I'm looking at her eyes the whole time. <laughs> but like, so that doesn't always click with me unless it's like blatantly obvious, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Walt's like, I really feel uncomfortable. And that's how he was telling me. He's like, yeah, she just turned 18 when this thing was filmed. Yeah, so it 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 did weird me out because I was like, she looks like maybe she's like 15 or 16. And so yeah, I was oh, like. Like, is she 14? And I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't even enter my mind, but yeah. Yeah. So I did stop the movie and I looked it up. I was like, ah, okay. You know, breath of relief. I was like, all right, back to the boobs. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, you know, just from that, like he does the infamous um, psycho shower scene thing to her. And she's kind of just standing there, not covering herself up. Um, It's her brother. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, really weird. (laughs) And I I'm thinking about that. I'm like, you know what? I would never even try to do that with my older sister. Um, No matter how badly I wanted to prank her, I wouldn't wait until she was in the shower because gross. I don't want to see that. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that that part just didn't sit right with me. I'm like, there's some weird shit going on here. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. So, yes. So, um, and now Amy, like Elizabeth Barrage, she, the only thing I really know her from other than this was Amadeus. She was in that. Um, and I was forced to watch that. That's why I know that. <laughs> <laughs> and then the little boy who in my notes, I don't know why, but if I refer to him as Bobby, because in my notes, I don't know why when I wasn't writing down bro, just real quick for brother, I started calling him Bobby, but his name's actually Joey. Her little brother is Joey. And that's Sean Carson. And the only thing I knew him from was something wicked this way comes. Did you ever see that? The Disney one? Nope. Never seen that. Oh, okay. That's a creepy one for kids. If you're looking for a Halloween uh, fright movie for younger viewers. Um, But now another thing. So, so the psycho one, I totally agree with you on that. I also got Halloween vibes because he put the mask on his face. So we're actually getting his viewpoint. Oh yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think of that, but you're right. When he was uh, going through the house, dispatching the members of his family. Yeah, right. And then I also thought, which this kind of plays out a lot for the movie, 
but like um you were talking about like his movie love of movie monsters and stuff and they're all like universal like he's got the wolf man and there's a scene where like the bride of frankenstein's playing and he's got the uh frankenstein's monster poster up and everything mm-hmm. so there's a lot of like universal monsters yeah he's got the frankenstein toy and stuff and then i thought this kid would be like best buddies with tommy jarvis from Friday 13th the final chapter Wow, I haven't seen that in so long. Oh. I don't remember the names of the people. That's the one that Corey Feldman played that actually killed. Spoiler alert, he killed Jason in part four. So oh, ended. okay. Yep. Now I remember. Yeah, but I'm like, they're they're cut from the same cloth. It's like they're all in the horror and everything, you know. But I thought that reminded me of that as well. But yeah. But I did like the foreshadowing of the Universal Monsters, how that plays out later in the film. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. But then, so he's not even done with Amy because he's like hiding in the closet and he starts taking Polaroids of her. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I completely forgot about that part. Yeah, it was so weird. It was so weird. Yeah. He's, he's just like a twisted little little kid, man. It's so weird. He is so weird. And now, Walt and I were talking about this, but he doesn't really say much. Like the only thing I can remember him saying is he's got like one line on the steps coming up in just a bit, but he doesn't really talk much in the movie. No. Do you think he was a really shitty actor and they were just like, you know, stand there and do stuff. Or he had a weird, he had a weird voice. (laughs) I don't know. It was really weird. Yeah. Now that you bring it up, he, he didn't have many talking parts. Uh, No. And then, so another thing, talk about like, Seems like a lot of the movies we covered don't span a lot of time, but this one pretty much is just that night. Yeah, just that night. It really is just that night. Um, and then so Amy's actually getting ready to go out. Yes. Day. And oh man, see, this brings up a whole other set of issues. Like, I'm not gonna get into everything we were talking about before, but like with the family dynamics. Oh, yeah, totally. Yep. Uh, it just seemed like the the mother and father were both so ineffectual they're just like kind of there as set pieces they were my parents actually yeah. <laughs> my parents that was their parenting skills um the mom um genie genie austin um she only did this in one other movie that was it for her and the dad was jack mcdermott and he actually did a lot of stuff that i knew but he was uncredited in a lot of it like he was in primal rage and then he was in Scared Stiff from 87 and Airport 77 from 77. But he was both uncredited in both of those. And he was also in The Final Countdown, um, which got a really good uh, 4K release from uh, is it Blue Underground just recently. But um, yeah, they were very ineffectual. And like mom, like, so Amy gets in a fight with Joey and she was supposed to take him to the carnival. And she's like, we're not, that's, that's off the table now because you're like creepy beyond belief. Um, <laughs> And so she's going out on her first date with this, this guy named Buzz. Uh, but she's telling her, like, her oh, like, her dad doesn't want her to go because over in Fairfield, when the, when the carnival was there, they found the, like, murdered bodies of these two little girls. Mm-hmm. He's like, don't go to the carnival, just go to a movie. And she's like, okay, we'll go to a movie. But we all know she's not going to go to a movie. Right, because if she went to a movie. Fun. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, you did. no, no. I was just saying, if if they if she actually went to the movie, it would be called the movie, not the funhouse. Right, exactly. That's kind of the point that I was going to bring up too. 
exactly. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's not going to work out well for them. But yeah, so she's uh, got a date with Buzz. Um, and then Buzz is Cooper Huckabee. And then he did, I, there's only like four things I really know him from. Um, the Pom-Pom Girls is one of those like cheerleader movies that were big in the 70s. That was from 76. And then A Foul Play, that Chevy Chase and Goldie Hawn movie that keeps popping up. He was in that. And then The Curse, um, which that one's okay, but it's like the third one is really pretty fun. It's got, um, oh gosh, the one, the one, Shelly, Shelly Hack is in it, I believe. If not Shelly Hack, it's the girl from, I think I'm wrong. I think it's the girl that replaced Suzanne Summers on Three's Company. Anyway, that's kind of fun. Look that one up. And then um, most recently that I know him from, he's in uh, Django Unchained, the Quentin Tarantino one. Ooh, love that movie. Yeah, so he's in that one. But anyway, that's Buzz. Um, and so he's he's her hot date for the night. And this is their first date that they've been on. Uh, so that's basically it. So like she's heading out with, with Buzz and then her brother sneaks out to head to the carnival. Um, and then. Yeah, and then it kind of. Uh, where am I? Oh. Yeah, they're driving in the car. You know, she yeah. doesn't she doesn't really want to go, but she gives in. And then they're like smoking weed and acting stupid and talking about the ridiculous. Jo- I mean, the jokes. OK, alone. The, the joke, joke. <laughs> the duck joke. Yeah. It, yeah. it reminded me of Night of the Demons where they're in the car and that pig guy is like making jokes and being obnoxious and everything. Yes. And yeah. I'm just like is this going to be another movie like a night of the demons where it doesn't, it doesn't kick into gear until like 50 minutes in the movie. Uh, but, well, and then, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Rob. Go. Yeah. It's, it's, so it's just like, it had me thinking that because I don't know. I think we're already like maybe 15, 17 minutes in. Oh yeah. And then in the backseat, we got her friend, Liz. Yeah. And that's, I love her name. Largo Woodruff. And the only other thing I know her from, she was in Jeepers Creepers 2, and she was uncredited. Did, did you ever see that movie? Oh, yeah. I've, I've seen all three. Okay. So now I, I understand the director's whole sorted past and everything, but I didn't know that when I saw Jeepers Creepers 2. And I remember like watching it, and I'm thinking, is this like a gay porn movie with the sex cut out? Because it was <laughs> just all these shirtless boys all the time. It was really weird. Um but she was in that. And then Richie is Miles Chap- Chapin. And he was in, did you ever see Pan- Pandemonium from 82? No, I didn't. It's the weirdest movie. It's about, it's a spoof on slashers. And it's set at like a, a cheerleading camp. But it's got, um, oh God, we just made fun of her. What's her name? Oh, help me. I'm drawing a blank. She was in When a Stranger Calls. And she was Simca on Taxi. Not ringing a bell. Carol. Carol. Oh, Carol Burnett? No, no, not Carol Burnett. Carol Kane. Oh, okay. Carol Burnett would be really different, but it's a weird one. Um, Vinegar Syndrome released it a little bit ago, but he was in that. And then he was in Howard the Duck, which I I know everyone hates, but I love that movie. I love Howard the Duck. I do too. Oh my God. Yay you. That is a classic. If there ever was one. I mean, I, I absolutely love it. No, I love the comic. I love the movie. Um, and he was also in The People versus Larry Flint. Did you ever see that one? Oh yes, I did. <laughs> I figured you did because I'm. Don't you have like 
Yeah, you're the one that said you had you buy every issue of Hustler twice, so you can have one to look at and one that you just keep boxed up for collector's sake. Right? Yeah, I mean, I so. yeah, I thought so. Yeah, but he was in that one as well. Oh, okay. Now, you may not, you may be not the person to talk to about this, but so Liz and Richie to me are the alternate reality versions of Linda and Bob from Halloween. If you remember them, PJ mm. Soul boyfriend, they're the same people. I'm like, you just took these characters and put them in this movie. They're the same people to me, like the exact same people. You've just stuck them in the fun house. Huh? Yeah. I, yeah. I'd have to watch that again because like I said, I barely remember these things. If I haven't seen them, you know, in the last 10 years, it really, they are the same characters. I'm like, it's, they're just interchangeable. It's PJ souls and her boyfriend versus Largo and Richie. I just, it's the same people. But anyway, so yeah, so they're there and, and in the car and, um, Amy's kind of being a wet blanket about everything. I do think that's kind of sweet about her, though, because you can tell she's kind of torn between being this like wild child and she still kind of wants to do the right thing. Yeah. I don't know. I, I like that about Amy. Uh, the actress herself, uh, in a lot of ways, she reminds me of Jamie Lee Curtis. I don't know if they were going for that, but she has that same kind of. Um, yeah, that like that innocent kind of vibe. Yeah, like that purity, but not not so much that like, She's not fun or cool, but like there's still something about her that like she's like she's a she's a good person, I think. Yeah, but she's the Jamie Lee Curtis that actually showed her tits. Right. Yeah, that was yeah, right, right. Yeah, she was that Jamie Lee. <laughs> the Jamie Lee that would show up in trading places. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that Jamie Lee. But yeah, so they're in the car on their way to the uh carnival. And um basically once they get there, it's just a bunch of uh kind of montages of them at the carnival doing carnival things like rides and cotton candy and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Like, and it, which is weird, like I said, because I was expecting the movie to kind of uh, take form differently and I'm watching it. I'm like, Oh, we get to see these people's lives at a carnival and look at all the stuff that's going on. Yay. And then like, we also cut to little, you know, the camera cuts to the kid leaving home and hopping a fence to sneak into the carnival. And some of the weirdest people, like the bloody man, who's never explained, the one he runs into. Yeah, and who was the guy that pulled a gun on him? Yeah, how creepy is that? The truck guy offering him a ride and he pulls a gun on him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only in the 70s. Without a, well, it's in the 80s. That's another <laughs> thing. This seems very 70s to me, not so much 80s. It I does, yeah. It, it seems it like a throwback. Doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. Thank you for agreeing me. If you didn't, but thank you for humoring me. Um, no, I'm serious. It does. It it does not it? feel like an 80s movie. No, no. And I think that's because it's Toby Hooper. I Like, there's just something about his sensibilities that seem very, uh, very geared for the 70s to me. Right. Like, because didn't he do the Texas Chainsaw Massacre in like uh, 78 or 79? 74. Oh, 74. Okay. Wow. I'm way yeah. off. Yeah, that's okay. You're still my friend. Okay. Yeah, because you like Howard the Duck. You can pretty much, that's a ticket to get out of anything. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll remember that when virus comes up. Uh-oh, he went silent. <laughs> <laughs> that's me leaving. <laughs> you got to you gotta slam the door for affect there. Um, And then um, they pretty much, in my notes I've got really, they just end up with Marco the Magnificent. Which I thought was a cool bit. I really liked that. I thought it was a cool bit. And he, 
this is again me pulling stuff out out of um out of midair. So, but Marco, Marco the Magnificent. So now I, does it bother you when I bring up movies that you don't know about? I don't want to make you feel bad. Nope. It does not bother me one bit. Because his whole makeup and getup totally reminded, like he looked like one of the characters from Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things. Like they had that same like look to them. I'm like, he just totally looked like he stepped out of the cast from that movie, which I, I love that movie. It terrified me as a kid. Um, but the actor that played him was William William Finley. Yep. Now, do you know him? No, I don't. Oh, you might. So he was in Phantom of the Paradise. He played Winslow. If you ever saw that movie, the nope. Brian De Palma movie. Apparently he's like a Brian De Palma buddy here because he was in that one and he did the uncredited voice of Bobby in Dress to Kill. If you ever saw that one? Nope. <laughs> I'm batting zero for Kill? zero. Oh my gosh. You've never saw Dress to Kill. Oh my God. I, now that is a movie I love. Like I know I love a lot of movies. That is one I love. Um, and then he also did uh, The Black Dahlia in 2006. And I did not know this until I was looking all this up, but he was uh, had a, a part in Eaten Alive, the one with the crocodile or alligator. I think it was a crocodile. Um, it was an alligator. I don't know. That one that Toby Hooper did earlier I was talking about. Oh yeah. About the motel, right? Yeah. So he worked with Toby before too. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, I wasn't aware. I didn't know that was him actually. Like once I looked it up, I'm like, Oh my God, I totally know who that is. But yeah. Um, so the, yeah, the whole Marco, the magician thing, I thought was kind of fun. I, I love the, uh, Oh, I guess this is a spoiler, but I love the girl in the audience. That was a plant was his daughter. Yeah. I thought it was actually an audience member and they, you know, they fucked up and actually <laughs> staked her through the heart. <laughs> yeah. I like that a lot. Cause if you really listen, there's a lot of uh, that going on. Like the one Barker guy, um, well, the, the the one guy, uh, what's his name? Kevin something, Kevin Kevin Conway. Did you notice he plays like three different Barkers in the film? No, I didn't notice that. So the guy who's who's um, the freak show Barker, he's also the Barker for the strip show, and he's also the Barker for the fun house. And he's also the father of the creature, right? Exactly. Okay. Um, but there's that one part where the strippers are kind of coming out, and he's like, this is my, uh, this is my cousin, blah, blah, blah. And like... There's other times when people are related. They mention it in there. I think that's really cool how kind of all the carnival workers are kind of related. There's like a whole little family unit going on. Oh, I- yeah. Okay. I, I remember when they were doing like the strip show and he was there. Yeah. He was like, come and see what you've never seen before. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought that was just. There's a lot of that woven throughout the movies, like little things that like, because I've seen it probably like 3000 times that you pick up on the more you watch it. And I think that's really cool how they've just kind of woven all this stuff together for the story. Yeah. And uh, what uh, it cuts into the kind of what I was thinking uh, that it was like a uh, Texas chainsaw massacre in an alternate universe, but happening in a fun house because they're, yeah, they're all yeah. family members and uh, you know, they're looking out for each other, that kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And again, you get, much like Texas, you get outsiders intruding on their like living space. Yes. Yeah. Like they're, they're the intruders. Like, you know, no one made them decide to spend the night in the fun house, you know, just like the, uh, like, you know, Pam is the one who's just like, I'm just going to head into this house real quick, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Let me just walk into this house that may or may not be abandoned. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So they almost kind of put themselves in harm's way, but yeah. So, um, so yeah, they, they, the, the kids, 
get the bright idea to spend the, the night in the fun house. Um, yeah. And uh, like, what were they? Okay. So their idea was to spend the night there so they could like make out or whatever, or have sex. I guess. Cause I was telling Walt, I'm like about 30 minutes into that plan. You'd be like, I'm so bored. What the hell are we going to do? Yeah. Cause it, it's nothing but quiet. And I mean, I would be thinking about like people lurking, you know, somewhere. <laughs> All that stuff, it, lurking, it would be yeah. not going to be warm. They would turn, you know, even if it's the middle of summer, it's still going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be dark. You know, I, there's just so much about that. I'm like, this. that was clearly a kid's idea, like a, a, a goofy teenager's idea. Yeah. It was not through at all. <laughs> well, it was kind of like uh, when we did Chopping Mall, how they got the bright idea to like get get inside of the mall and stay there. Yeah. But you'd almost have more options in a mall than you would in this fun house. That's true. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, yeah. It, I just, well, there's so much about everything that these kids do. And I mean, I'm saying kids, but like they're almost on their way to college. Well, one, the Buzz is clearly older than the, the other three. The other three are like ready to go into college. Yeah. I think Buzz is like 30 years old. <laughs> yeah, right. He had to lie to his wife to get out that night. <laughs> um, but he had to drop the kids off at the nanny first. Yeah. Um, but, uh, they just do these clearly like stupid things that they're not thinking through, you know, like the whole part. Oh, the part where um, uh, we skip the whole fortune teller thing where they go to meet Madame Zena. Oh, shit. Yes. Really jerky, you know, and they can't calm themselves down. And finally she gets mad and she tells them to leave and, um, you know, slicing the, the, the um, tent open so they can peek at the girls dancing. They just they just keep doing these like really foolish teenager things, you know, yeah. not thought through at all. It really is about them. Like you're really hanging out with like four narcissists, basically. <laughs> you're hanging out with psychopaths. Yeah, they're just really, it's it's really the world is just about them and they're not really concerned about anything else in the world. Yep. Uh, especially Richie. <clears throat> yeah, he's yeah. a he's like one of those uh revenge of the nerds kind of dickheads. Yeah, Richie, yes, yeah. So uh so they're spending the night in the fun house. Um, and then do you wanna do you want to talk about why it's a bad idea that they spent the night in the fun house? What happens? Oh yeah. Well, one thing we forgot was the, um, the foreshadowing with that. We don't find out at that moment, but later on in the movie, we find out that the, you know, the baby in the jar thing that you were talking about. Uh huh. Yeah. And so yeah. it's like, I thought it was going to come alive when the guy cut himself. He was like, it bit me. And then like there was blood on the jar. He's, yeah. He cut his hand on the jar and just smears it across Richie's face. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and then you get the whole macho thing where like Richie's like, hey, you're he call him a name or something. The other one like just kind of like flares up and like, you know, don't talk to me that way, even though he's the one that smeared blood on Richie's face. <laughs> I there's all this like bro stuff going on and everything. I'm like, God, I just uh yeah. Yeah, that's all like a- all of them. It's just I don't know. It's just also uh <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and they're they're in the fun house and they're uh, after hours, everything starts to shut down. Um, oh, we should mention that the little brother has gone through the fun house once already and is waiting for his sister and her friends or whatever they are to come out. Yeah, he's kind of figured out that, yeah, like the car went through, but the car came out minus his sister and her friend. Yep. Yeah. And so he's kind of sticking around, you know, waiting to see if she's playing a prank on him or, you know, what happened. Because, I mean, I can only assume the stupid kid doesn't talk. So, 
Yeah, I, that's that's one of those things that I'm not like quite clear about. But yeah, he's well because they're shutting down. He's like basically like the whole thing is shutting down. Yeah, the carnival is closing and they're still not out. Um, but while they're inside, so apparently the funhouse is very multi-level. Um, for a traveling funhouse, I thought this was really kind of hard to explain, I guess, because it seems like be really hard to un- unpack that and pack it all back up and travel with it. But anyway, so that's like multi-level. And from where the kids are, they have a like bird's eye view of a basically office space below them. Yeah. Yeah. And so, this happens to belong to uh, Madame Zena. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh wait, I got to talk about Madame Zena. She's really cool. So Madame Zima is Sylvia Miles. And uh, she was in the Midnight Cowboy from 69. Oh, definitely didn't see that. Oh, you never saw that? Oh, that's a good one. Um, And then the Sentinel. Have you seen the Sentinel from 77? I have seen that one. Yep. Okay. And then Evil Under the Sun. It was an Agatha Christie movie based on her book. And then She Devil, the really bad Meryl Streep, Roseanne Barr movie. She was in that as well. Hey, I liked She Devil. (laughs) Really? (laughs) I mean, I'll probably hate it now because I haven't seen it in like a couple of decades. But I, when I when I was a kid, I saw it and I was like, oh, this is actually pretty funny. You know, kind of. That was one of the ones that I saw free that I was telling you my friend would get us in the theaters because he worked there. And I remember seeing that like probably three times. But yeah, yeah, she was in that as well. Okay. Um, yeah. But anyway, so she, so she's Madame Zena. She's like the fortune teller the kids had a run in with earlier. And there was like the whole premonition, not premonition, what would you call it? When the crystal ball, oh, because she kept asking Amy, which never really played out, but kept asking Amy if she had like any special uh, powers of precognition or anything. And then the crystal ball falls on the floor and rolls like to Amy and then back to Madame Zena and she kicks her out. But that really never comes into play. But anyway. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of there's a lot of uh, red herrings in this movie. I wonder about the production because they said they had so much it like went over. I wonder if it just came to be where things didn't play out and they just didn't have the time or resources and they ran out of, it was almost like a rush production and they didn't have the time to flesh things out. Maybe. I don't know. I I don't know. Do you think that that the, do you think that there could have been a whole supernatural aspect to it? Maybe if the, if the movie had a chance to, you know, not be rushed. Maybe. I don't know. it, it, It seems like they were setting that up and then it just went away. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It, but they were setting up on Madame Zena's side, but nothing that they did with Amy made me think whatsoever she had any kind of powers whatsoever. Right. And uh, uh, I was expecting like some weird shit to go down, like just almost on the on the spiritual level, I guess, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, it's yeah. It's not there as far as I mean. And I've seen this many times. Like I don't pick up on that. But yeah. Yeah. So, Maybe yeah, the so. director, the ultra director's cut, if it ever comes out, you know. Right. Yeah. With the uh, with the monster nude scene. Yeah. <laughs> with uh, the monster actually having know. sex with the corpse of Madame Cena. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So, 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 we're, yeah. So the kids are looking down and they see Madame Zena in her in the little office space with the mutant. Um, and we don't know he's a mutant, but we can kind of no. figure it out because he's got drool coming out of his mask and everything. 
Yeah, that's just going to say. So he's wearing again, like flashing back to what I mentioned earlier. He's got the whole Frankenstein thing going on. He's got the yep. Frankenstein monster mask on and the Frankenstein monster hands going on. And which I don't know about you. I don't know if it's a gay straight thing, but I know I was turned on because, you know, anyone sporting a Frankenstein monster mask is more than welcome in my bed. I, uh, I was I was completely I was at full mass, you know, during that whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Especially yeah. with the drool. I was like. He's got yeah. lube and everything, man. You right. know, he's, he's come prepared. Yeah. yeah. The whole thing, I was just like, <laughs> I'm not making at all, but like, she was much older. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> much older. And then it's a, an office space, I think, with just a cot on the floor. Um, there was money involved. Yes, like, the whole haggling thing had haggling. me. Yeah, the haggling about the money. Oh. Um, <laughs> The money was stolen, basically, because he had to, like, break into the cash, little cash drawer thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then he's pulling out, like, Ben Franklin's or, yeah. no, wait, and yeah. And then she's like, no, that's not enough. <laughs> that's not enough. Yeah, that's not enough for Madame Dina. And then, I mean, we at that time don't know what he looks like, but you know that she knows what he looks like. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you're a very gracious person. Even though you're getting paid, you're still a very gracious person to do this. Um, but then I'm like, is this, do you think that was their first time? Mm, maybe because his, uh, his father will, after the fact, you know, spoiler alert, uh, he kills her, but. Well, yeah, yes. But I'm also going back to the, okay. So we're maybe, sh okay. So, so basically what we're skirting around is the the mutant, the monster, has paid Madame Zena $100 to have sex with him. Yes. And they end up on the gross, dirty mattress on the floor. And he basically uh, pre is a premature ejaculator. And he <laughs> pretty much just, she, it seems like she maybe just like unzips him and he's, finished yeah i i think she was hoping for that actually yeah i think we all were um <laughs> except for him except for the monster i think he wanted like an afternoon of mad passionate lovemaking and that did not happen um but anyway so he wants that hundred dollars back and that's not happening in madame zena's mind because he came so she gets the money and she gets to go but he's not having it and he kills her yep and he and, kills her in the strangest way <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Yes. Cause like, not that I want to see this because she's elderly. Just, I just don't really need to see more breasts in my life, but he like rips her shirt down, but they don't show her breasts. So I'm like, why did you need, I guess just to, to, to show he was sexually aggressive with her, I guess. Yeah. Cause maybe. they don't show her, ooh, her breasts, her nipples, there's no nipples shown. And so then he like, you know, basically shoves her against the, the ele like electric unit. And like, he's choking her the whole time though. Yeah. Yeah. And it, but that also causes the electricity to do weird things. And it like basically shorts out um, upstairs above him in the fun house. It's like shorted out. Yeah. So now the, 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 the gang of kids are upstairs are left in the dark. And um, then it, then it flips back to Joey outside. And that's when he discovers that their car that they got picked up in is still outside and he can't get inside of it. Yeah. 
And then he has the run in with the homeless lady who's been kind of popping up around here and there. God and that, and the is homeless- watching you. <laughs> yeah, God is watching you. That's what she was saying to Amy in the bathroom with Liz earlier, too. Yeah. And then the kid like just totally flips out. And then a, another carnival worker, a carny. I don't know if that's a derogatory statement to make. I don't know if carnies is a bad thing to say or not. No, I uh, think it's actually the same word, carnies. Yeah. Okay. So, cause I don't want to offend any carny carnival worker listeners that we have. So, but the carny guy, um, he basically takes Bobby in and then kind of calms him down. But and then from there, we're back up. Uh, we're back with the kids inside and they are like, Holy shit this is bad. We need to get out of here. Yeah. We just witnessed a murder, um, murder, a murder. And we saw mutant ejaculation. Um, (laughs) I don't know if your mind went there, but I couldn't help it. But I'm like, number one, does the mutants carpet match the drapes? (laughs) And I'm like, what does his junk look like? Like, is it in my mind? Like, so basically our creature is almost albino looking, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I I would. And the, like, it's a, I didn't notice it until they showed the face of the creature, but like, you know how the cow had two heads? Yes. Uh-huh. Well, this, this thing had a couple of faces on it. Yeah. It's like a, like a cleft mouth. A yeah. Cleft mouth, almost thing. Yeah. And I'm like, what does his penis look like? Like in my mind, he's got a cleft penis. I don't even know what that looks like. Like one head goes right and the other head goes left. Yeah, I don't know. And like super white with this like tuft of white hair. I don't know. (laughs) Like maybe red and angry. I don't know. Anyway, so the kids are like, we got to get the hell out of Dodge. And they can't because all the doors are locked. Which Uh, is weird. I get, I guess, but is it really? Because if you think about it, they probably don't want people coming in after hours. I don't you think from the outside, they probably just locked them all up, I guess. Yeah. But what I thought was strange was he opened the door the first time with no problem. And then they tried to get out again and it was suddenly locked. I think he, I think it was like what happened later though. I think it was chained enough. He could open it a bit, but he couldn't open it all the way. Oh, okay. Maybe that's, I was thinking that the door was like, you know, completely open and they could just get out. Yeah. No, I think that's what it was, is it was chained enough that he could open a bit, but not all the way. Okay. I think. Okay. But so Richie is like, Hey, being the nice guy I am, I want to run back and just check and make sure Madam Zena's dead. You know what I thought? I thought he was going to try to have sex with her body. (laughs) Which would kind of be par on course for Richie. I'll be honest with you. That wouldn't have shocked me either. Yeah, because he stole money from the dead woman. I was going to say, yeah, he stole. Actually, I think she kept the hundred. He took everything else out of the box. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, he, he took the money. that because she earned that, but everything else he stole. Yeah. Uh, but the other three have no clue about this just yet. Right. They don't know it. No. So they hightail it back upstairs, back above the office space. And that's when the creature shows up with his dad. Right. And his dad starts, you some bitch, I should have wrung your neck the day you were born. And you know, that whole thing. Oh, now I need to tell you this too, because this is, Walt pointed this out to me and I don't remember this. I'm not calling Walt a liar. I just don't remember this. But Walt says in the book that Madame Zena is actually um, the monster's mother, which makes it all the more creepier. Wow. I can see that. I could too, but yeah. So anyway, um, I, I'll just put that out there and we're just going to move on because I don't want to dwell on that at all. Um, 
Yeah, moving on. So anyway, so the dad's like all upset with the monster and like the whole, like, he's like, you got to be punished. And then the monster starts hitting itself. Yeah. And he's like, that's right. Hit yourself, boy. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole thing's like so messed up. And then the dad figures out that the money's gone. Yeah, that's right. He says, Uh you gave her, you stole all my money and you gave it to her. Yeah. And then this, I guess we should have talked about this earlier, but we'll just bring it back to here. There's a scene when they're walking around upstairs, the kids, and Richie has a lighter out to like light the way because the lights are out. Right. And then they're all looking down because they can see through the little slats in the floorboard, which is above the office. Like the floorboard becomes the ceiling underneath. And they're all looking down over it, and, you know, because the dad's freaking out about the money. And then Richie, it, if you notice, he like keeps leaning over further and further and further to allow the, yeah. <laughs> like the actor to allow the lighter to fall out, I guess. But the lighter falls through the crack and down into the office. Yep. And that's how they know that uh, somebody's watching them. Yeah. And then that's when Buzz figures out, you son of a gun, you went down there and you stole that money. And now you've put us all in danger. Yep, because they're not going to let us out here alive most definitely now. Well, and then Richie's response is, I was going to split it four ways. <laughs> <laughs> like that makes anything better. Right, exactly. And you're like, no, you weren't, Richie. No, you weren't. At the most, you probably buy Liz a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> a candied apple or something. Maybe. Yeah, maybe if she put out. Yeah, I'm like, no, you weren't. Um so then that's, and then like the, oh, and I love how the Barker's like, come on down. We can work this out. He's, 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 uh, what does he say? He's, he's really no harm as long as he's fed. And I'm thinking, what the hell? Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not going to go down there and I'm not going to trust you. He's not going to kill me. Yeah. Like, has that ever worked in the history of movies where no. they know somebody's there and they're like, all right, come on out. I'm not going to hurt you. Yeah. No, it's never worked. Never. Yeah. No. So they're upstairs and then the, basically they just start effing around with him. Cause he's like, you're going to have to, Oh, and then the, the monster, he's like, you're going to have to do it just this one more time. Like, like the monster somehow had like this change of heart and he never wants to kill again. Oh so, yeah. Cause uh, apparently every town they've been in, he's uh, killed some people. And this makes me seem really stupid. And I totally fully admit that. And I'm not always the fastest on the uptake. But at that very moment, after the whole Madame Zena thing, is when it hit me, oh my God, he probably killed those two, like, didn't they say they were 12-year-old girls? He probably killed them yeah. after yep. a sex act. Oh, gross. No, I didn't put that together, but. Well, because well, I, I am, like I said, Rob, I've watched this a thousand times. And that's the first time I'm like, oh, wait a minute. He, there was probably something sexual involved. He didn't just kill these girls. Like, right. He's not just going to kill them because uh, he yeah. likes, they, they've made it very clear that he likes pretty girls. He likes pretty girls and he wants the whole set. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm like, oh God, that makes him even more horrifying. Yeah. Well, anyway. Okay. So yeah. So now the, the, they, they, they're kind of messing with the electricity. It's kind of coming off and on and they're kind of like fucking around with the kids. Or I'm sorry, messing around with the kids upstairs. Um, and. So like Liz is losing her shit and Amy's like not far behind. They're freaking out. Um, And then that's when they're all kind of like, oh, oh, wait. (laughs) And then Buzz starts doling out weaponry from upstairs. And apparently every weapon up there is a legit weapon. Yeah. Where did those? 
I didn't see any axes or like uh, World War One knives. But like everything up there is a legit implement of death. <laughs> like I'm like, this is the most unsafest fun house you'll ever go to. Yeah, <laughs> really is. Well, they're like dulling, like Buzz is like handing out weapons right and left like it's Christmas. And they're all like hunkered down. And out of nowhere, this rope drops down perfectly around Richie's neck. And like he's pulled up like a pinata. Yeah. And, <laughs> it, and the money shower, <laughs> I love the money shower afterwards. Yeah, he gets pulled up and the money just starts falling from the right. sky. <laughs> right, right. And then Liz is like really freaking out. Oh, my and, God. And I'm thinking, Liz, I kind of think that like fate is doing you a favor by getting him out of your life. Yeah, because throughout the entire movie, he's like, I was expecting Buzz to be the total dick, but it actually turned out that it's not Buzz that was the dick. Yeah, no, it was Richie. Those yeah. glass, don't let those glasses fool you this go around. He's a, <laughs> he's a dork. Um, so anyway, so they freak out. And then uh, just a little bit later, one of the cars comes through. And I thought for sure that the creature was riding the car. See, I love why I love doing this with you because I've seen this so many times. Like I could act it out. Like I have all the costumes. I've got the like flowing dress <laughs> and I've got the wigs. But like seeing this through you, it's like, yeah, the, you're you're seeing it how it was meant to be seen. Like the first time and all the things that play out. Yeah. So yeah, so that was a creature, and then but it's not the creature. Nope, it's uh, Richie, and he gets an axe to the head. Yeah, they freak out and they put an axe in his head, which I love. Which I love, like. Buzz trying to get it out of his skull and it's not like quite coming out because it's lodged in there. Yeah. <laughs> and then Liz is really freaking out at that oh, point. Oh, Liz is ha- not having any of this. Um, now, it always bothered me because again, I've seen a lot. You may, this with one watch, you may have not picked up on this, but like Richie's kind of moving more than he should for a corpse before he gets hit with the axe. Yeah, I... At that point, I thought he was still alive, but he was tied up and gagged so he couldn't talk. Just kind of, you know, what Walt said. Walt's like, oh, he wasn't dead. The the rope didn't hang him. I'm like, oh, shit. I didn't figure that out. I'm like, so these guys actually killed Richie. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought that the axe to the head. Yeah, I'm like, oh, holy crap. Okay, so yeah. So I'm like, oh, that makes it even better. Like, I'm so interesting seeing this movie like this. Like, I, I felt like I've just seen it for the first time again or something. But anyway, so, um, so yeah, he gets the axe in the head and then the floor drops out underneath Liz, which perfect, like all of this is like perfect spacing. Like they just happen to have Richie underneath the noose and there happened to be a trap door underneath Liz. Um, so Liz drops down one floor below into like, like a, almost like a, what would you call it? Like a passageway with a giant fan at the end of it. Yeah. Which is okay. This whole, like, um, the architecture of this place. I mean, it's amazing. Right. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. incredible. Yeah. And gigantic, apparently. Like, it's, it's the biggest fun house you'll ever go to. Yeah. It can be broken down and moved in a day. It's like the level, the video game levels with you fall down trap doors and you get in rooms with giant fans that might suck you in and, you know, all this weird shit. Yeah. Um, and and yeah. so, yeah, she gets knocked out because she lands on pipes, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And I put down wind machine. No one can hear you scream. Wind machine. Oh, because she's, uh, um, what's her name? Amy. She's calling for her father because dad and mom are picking up the little boy. 
Yeah. Now that's later though. But yeah, but this one too, because there's a giant ass fan and like Liz, you can't, there's like, I love how the paper flies at the fan and gets shredded. It's like, oh, I thought that was, sorry. I I didn't mean to jump ahead. I thought that was actually uh, a sequential scene, like right after that. Oh no, that's a little bit later. That's a little bit later. But yeah, no, but I love like how deadly even the fan is. Like the fan will shred paper. It's that's that sharp. And that made me think that the monster was going to push her through the fan. I thought that actually the first time I ever saw this, I thought that too. I'm like, her head's going through that fan. Yeah. Because what other reason is there to have a fan there? I know. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Yeah, I love it. But that does not happen. No, unfortunately. Oh. And I, I find this very heartbreaking how like she's like bargaining with this gross creature that she already knows is going to like kill her probably but she's like you know bargaining with her body she's like i'll do anything but yeah she's also got the knife ready so when yeah the- i do love that yeah she's got the knife that she had in her hand when she dropped down yeah the, t- the buzz gave her from the fun house <laughs> that world war ii knife right right um so the the monster is actually kind of dumb enough to fall for this ploy uh but i it didn't work out quite the way liz wanted it to work out no. I mean, if you're going to stab a creature, try to stab it in the head and not like in the shoulder. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, she could have, like, I, I was sitting there thinking how different would this have worked out if she had just strategically planned a different spot on the monster's body? Yeah. Like maybe through the eye. Or in the ear at least to like. Yeah. Equilibrium off. But of course, then the movie would probably be already finished. Right. And we don't want that. <laughs> no. He no. still got some killing needs done. Right. Yeah. No. So then she meets her demise and that puts us back upstairs with Buzz and Amy. Where the car, they're in the dark and the cars are kind of like just bumping together on the, like, like normally they would be going out, but the doors closed. So all of the, the funhouse cars are just kind of like thumping against each other. Yeah. And then that's when dad shows up and confronts the two of them. Okay. Yes. Now, I remember. Oh man, that's one of like one of my favorite parts of the movie. Yeah. yeah. And then I love how he asked, "Who knows you're here?" Like, and she's like, "Everybody." Everybody. I told my mama, my daddy, my uncle, my auntie. <laughs> right. Yeah, and actually, no one knows her there because she, uh, like, earlier on, they show her in the phone booth calling her parents and lying and saying that she's going to spend the night with Liz. Oh yeah. So they yeah, don't know they, where the hell they are. No, they have no idea. Which, did you do stupid things like that as a kid? Because God knows I did. Yeah, we would. Did you ever do the the round robin type thing where you're like, one person calls their parents and says, I'm going to stay at such and such house. And then like the, the other person calls their parents and say like they're going to stay at this, this other person's house. So it's like, okay. I'm going to like, I'm going to stay at your house and you call your parents and you say that you're going to stay at my house. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I'm like, that's exactly. how we fool everybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And this is why you don't do shit like that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. This is the cautionary tale to the nth degree. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like, you know, she's like, everybody knows we're here. And then, uh, the, um, they have the gun struggle, uh, between Buzz and the dad. And I love you. I love how the scene's set up because there's that giant sword predominantly. Yeah. <laughs> poking out there. <laughs> that was probably one of the better impalement scenes that I have watched. Yeah, I love that because it's like you know exactly what's happening. And then, so of course, dad gets impaled. 
And then uh, Buzz is like, he's got the keys. We've got to get the keys from him. And he runs over there to get the keys. But dad's not quite dead yet, even though he's impaled on this giant ass sword that's clearly not safe enough to have in a fun house. Right. <laughs> now, let and me then, ask you something about that. Yeah, if, yeah. You, if you had to get the the dead man's keys who was just impaled, would you kind of stand off to the side so he couldn't grab you just in case right, he might not exactly. be fully dead? <laughs> yeah, there's quite a bit of this where like four choices of placement by a, a person wanting to do you harm are made by these people. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that going on in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So but anyway, luckily, Buzz is not killed that way. But the monster like leaps down from like there's a lot of stuff coming down in this movie. Yeah, there is. Dropping. There's a lot of dropping as a theme, dropping. But the monster drops down from like a ladder from above and um, uh, uh, tussles with uh, Buzz. Oh, and tussles with Buzz. But I've got to say this. Amy is the most useless human being to have in, in like any kind of like uh, fight or tussle because she's just going to scream. <laughs> she just stands there and does nothing. Nothing, nothing. And there's even one point where she say, oh, get up. She screams, get up at Buzz. I'm like, bitch, <laughs> you're already up. You could, have, you could have had that sword that was just sticking out moments ago. There's so many things you could have done. Yeah, she, no. she could have picked up the gun. Or- right. She could have done anything. But no, she does not. She chooses to do nothing. Yeah, nothing. Just yeah. scream and uh, clutch her pearls. Right. Yeah. 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 So, I, yeah. So she runs off. I do love the scene. I feel like this is the whole reason that Wardrobe put her in that like flowy dress and that flowy top. And she has long hair There's where she's running from the mutant and she has to run through like Kong, King Kong's mouth. And it's like backlit green and the wind machine's going. So her hair is blowing and the, the shirt's billowing and the dress is flowing and she runs up and out of Kong's mouth. I'm like, that's a cool shot. Yeah. Anyway, and it so, did. It reminded me that like she was caught in a thunderstorm or something because yeah, I, it, remi- it reminded me a lot of Suspiria. I don't know if you've ever seen Suspiria. No, I've not. But that remind that scene remind it looked very much like something that like Argento would have done. But anyway, so she escapes that way. And then of course, uh, Oh, I love how the, I'm sorry. The mutant has killed buzz and they, he sent him towards her. Like on a clown, so like the clown is carrying Buzz. Oh yes, and, on and, the, and she's going in hysterics at this point because it this like this part of the movie made me dizzy as hell. You're seeing like clown faces, and then the camera kept cutting to other things, and then back to her yeah. and going like I was like, holy shit, I'm dizzy. I can't yeah, take yeah. much more of this. Right? But, yeah, like, she was a monster. Sometimes, yeah. So you're like, is she like losing her mind? Is he really in there like messing with her? Yeah. What's going on with Amy? Yeah. She was completely hysterical. Yeah. And then, so she ends up in the office and that's where we see Liz dead on the bed. And you're thinking, did he bring her down there to do something with her corpse afterwards? Probably. <laughs> yeah. Cause she's on the mattress. I'm like, Oh God. Um, and then, so from there she ends up in this big ass gear room. <laughs> I know another thing where it's like a video game. What is the use for like all those hooks and all those gears and right, right. And then the wooden ladder. And of course, once again, the monster drops down into the gear room. Yeah. But well, they Uh, kept showing you that little thing hanging. And then when it finally dropped, that's when the monster showed up. Yeah. 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 And so the gears are like, they're not 
um, vertical, they're horizontal. So they're like on their sides and they're almost like at uh, pretty much the monster's waist and kind of like Amy's shoulders a little bit because the monster is bigger than Amy, taller than Amy. Yeah. And so like, again, she's just standing there. She's not really reacting like she should because I'm like, I would be underneath those gears so fast you wouldn't know what hit you. But so she's standing there and and, and uh, there's a crowbar. I forget how the crowbar ends up there. I don't know if it's already there or whatever, but she gets a crowbar and she keeps hitting him and that's really not helping very much at all. Right. Um, and then uh, how do somehow um, they they get in a little tussle together and then she hits the crowbar or no, wait, he yanks the crowbar out of her hands and it gets uh, caught in the electrical unit thing. Yeah. And then, and he gets caught up in chains, which actually carry him around very slowly, giving time to get away, which she does not utilize. No. (laughs) At all. Very slowly around the perimeter of the room getting closer to the gears but as he gets closer he also gets closer to amy and then grabs her yes i guess we figured out the use for those hooks though (laughs) right and then so he's heading towards the gear and he also has her which means that if he doesn't let go she will also end up in the gears but once he gets to the gears they're grinding him up and he screams and lets go of her but i also um we missed the scene i don't know where it was but that's where before this happens she sees her mom i think it was before i think it was right after buzz died she looks out the fan and sees her parents picking up her brother and that's where she was screaming out to her dad but he couldn't hear her right because the fan you couldn't hear but anyway and now we're back here anyway with with the thing and and they're dead and uh and then the uh not they uh the creature's dead and then so she gets out of the fun house it's daytime now and uh, the fat lady kind of like laughs one last time and she just scuffles off. Yeah. And uh, as like she trips over that bloody guy once again, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't know why he's so bloody at the fun house. <laughs> and then did we see the bag lady, the, the God is watching lady? Yeah. I think she's out there again too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. like we, the end of the movie is just all the carnies packing up to move on to the next town. Yeah. Now I don't know about this because I wasn't really focused, but Walt brought up that they shouldn't have been packing because it wasn't, they should have been there one more day, but I don't know about that. So I can't really say yes or no. Yeah. I don't know about that either. I don't know about that either, but I'm like, well, they were probably getting the hell out of Dodge because they're like, everyone is dead. We got to go now. Yeah. They're like, oh, there's a bunch of dead bodies down here. We've got to. Okay. So wait a minute. So I need to say this. There is a lot of screaming going on. The lights are flashing in the fun house. You can't tell me that every carny is such a hard sleeper or so drunk that they don't hear this. Oh, totally. No, somebody <laughs> heard. <laughs> are they just like, oh, that's the fun house. We don't even bother with that. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's just the, the creature having his way with uh, young girls once again. Yeah, we don't even, we don't even mess with that anymore. Right. Yeah, I'm like, what the hell? And then I guess uh, I was reading that it was shot in Florida because the child like uh, labor laws were lax there. And so he could shoot with Joey longer. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, so now, Rob, what did you think of the fun house? Uh, I, let's see. 
all in all, it wasn't bad. It was just I was expecting more of a less uh, development that took like 45 minutes to, okay. to get into it. But like, you know, it's classic 80s fair, I would say. All right. And would you consider it a monster movie? Uh, yeah, I would, because we okay. don't we I don't think that thing was human. No. OK, not at all. I didn't know if it would feel too much like a slasher to you. And you're like, oh, I got a slasher when I want a monster movie. No, that uh, that felt more like um, the hills have eyes or wrong turn kind of thing. OK. Yeah. All right. Now, do you regret watching it? You no. Feel like it was wasted of your life? No. No. OK. I, I wouldn't say that about pretty much any horror movie that I've watched because, <laughs> you know, even Jack Frost, like we were talking about, <laughs> you, you find something good in all of it. Gotcha. Okay, good. Well, that's cool. I'm glad you, I still, I'm not calling you a liar because I, there's movies like this with me, but I still can't believe you've gotten this far in life and you hadn't seen the fun house. Well, Hey, there's a lot of stuff from the eighties that I still haven't seen. Did you know about it? No, I did not. Interesting. That's so interesting to me. Yeah. I, I, I've always now see, I, and I totally get where you're coming from. Like I 110% get where you're coming from as far as like, you know, they spend so much time at the carnival and walking around and all that, but I love shit like that. Like I, I could, I could do more of it. Like if they spent more time at the carnival and I love stuff like that. Um, to me, I think this would be a great double feature with, um, freaks the old, like, is a Todd Browning movie from like the thirties, I think it is. And then, so you do that, not double, triple feature. You do that. And then it was from 1967. It was she freak, which is, you would hate that one. Cause you talk about spending time with the carny. This is like basically all the time with the carny folk. And then like for a payoff that like maybe lasts like five minutes, of the movie. And oh, then no. this one. Yeah. But wow. It's, it's, yeah. I want all three of those, like in a double feature, that would be like ideal for me. Because they all kind of deal with, you know, well, the first one, um, are you familiar at all with Freaks? That's the one that like the the director, like people were not ready for it at all. They, they used real like sideshow uh, people. And, and at the end, they like turn on everyone. Um, it was 32. I think mm, it was right. No, I definitely didn't see that. You might. you Gooba Gaba. Do you remember that? We are Freaks Gooba Gaba. Does that mean anything to you? No. Okay. Anyway, but they like, yeah, Todd Browning was a director. It like pretty much ruined his career. Um, it really upset people. Um, but yeah, just those three, cause it has that whole like carnival feel to it and everything. And then, you know, people who are different or not quite monster. like it really progresses. Like the, the guy in this one really is a monster, but like it progresses from carnival, you know, sideshow things and everything. But the three of those movies would be a great double, a triple, triple feature. I think it'd be really fun. And you'd be out of your mind because by the end you'd be like, how much time can I spend in a carnival? (laughs) (laughs) I'm never going to another carnival again in my life. (laughs) Oh, shit. Well, I'm glad you watched it. Thank you for humoring me. Hey, like I said, you know, I will watch, you know, for the good of the show, if nothing else, (laughs) I'll watch (laughs) the movies. But no, I I enjoy watching things that I haven't seen because you never know when you're going to find that hidden gem that you really love. Good. Cool. Good, good, good. Thank you. I do. I, I, this is one I, I, every time there's certain movies where I put them on, I get excited to see it again. And this is one of them. I'm just like, I love this movie so much. Let's go. (laughs) It's like, let's watch it all the time. Every Halloween. Oh yeah. Oh, forget Halloween. Let's watch it every day. Like I love (laughs) it. 
I really do. There's some, I just, the characters, and I mean, I know they're awful people, but like, I enjoy the journey with the characters. And I don't know, I just, there's something about it. And like, just the whole feel of it. It's very, it, to me, it is very much a Toby Hooper movie. It, it has that feel to it. Oh, absolutely. Like, especially, yeah. I drew a lot of parallels with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, with like how Leatherface was kind of like this tortured backwoods, um, basically mentally incapacitated person. Mm -hmm. And like the creature, it reminded me a lot of Leatherface when, you know, the, you had the alpha there telling him what to do and Leatherface is all, you know, doing that kind of shit. Yeah. Right. So I, I drew a lot of parallels between that and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Now, are you a fan of the second or are you a fan of the first? Do you like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? I like the first one. The second one, I don't think I like too much. I'm not sure. Okay. Right. Um, but the first one, I thought it was pretty good. It, it was very well made and it actually grossed me out. It, you want to take a shower afterwards. You're like, yeah. I need to get this off of me. And I, I heard that it made people stop eating meat. I could see that. Totally. I could see that. Yeah. It made me stop wearing flip-flops. <laughs> flip-flop. I felt bad for the guy in the wheelchair, though. Yeah, I know everyone hates him and everything, but I'm like, well, it goes back to the guy from The Relic. I'm like, you're pretty much at the mercy of everybody in that situation. Right. You're completely yeah. and utterly fucked. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're really screwed. Like, you better hope that somebody doesn't try to leave you as bait for whatever's chasing you. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and that scene is so horrifying because she's just pushing him in the dark and all of a sudden you hear the chainsaw and you're like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah. Uh. All right. So what now would you recommend this to anyone? Uh, yeah. For a good Halloween kind of uh, feature, like to maybe, maybe as an opener, like the opening act, you know? Okay. I would right. recommend this. And and then it would lead into like uh, movies of that I consider like higher caliber, like say the thing or um, the kindred, you know, that kind of stuff. Okay. Uh, but yeah, right. it would definitely be like an opening act. Okay. No, not the last one. Cause they fall asleep. You're saying is that you look over and everyone's got their head in their popcorn. They're just snoring. Yeah. <laughs> and their buckets of Kentucky fried chicken. Now let me, yeah, right, exactly. Now let me ask you, I, this is just between you and me. No one else is listening. We all know that. Would you pay Madam Zena a hundred dollars? Uh, absolutely not. Oh, poor <laughs> no. Madam Zena. I think she'd be fun to hang around with though. She's, Oh, I would definitely talk to her, but uh, I, there wouldn't be no kind of hanky-panky going on. <laughs> Absolutely not. None of that. I feel like that no matter what you look like nude, she'd still make you feel bad about it. Yeah, she's kind of an asshole. Yeah, like she would still make fun no matter who you were. You'd still end up feeling <laughs> like crap by the time you got dressed again. <laughs> like I would take off my clothes and she'd be like, is that all? Right, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> she would make me want to choke her out. Right, right. And she'd somehow end up leaving with more money than you had agreed on. <laughs> You'd feel like shit and she'd be like $200 richer. Yep. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, okay. So, um, and next we're going to be doing the howling. Is that correct? Arr 
Well, that was awesome. Yeah. I got to get, you know, I got to manage that wolf howl somehow. Got to. You got to. Now, see, werewolves are one of my favorite monsters. Love like, I, werewolves, man. I like, am all about werewolves. I got into werewolves first. Um, and then it was vampires a little bit later on. And then it led to zombies. See, I'm, yeah, I'm like, I absolutely adore werewolves. I've always had a thing for werewolves. I, that was always my go-to as a kid. Yeah. Like, like, I wanted to get bitten by a wolf or yes. some, somehow be cursed and turn into yeah. a werewolf. Well, just so I had an excuse to take my clothes off. <laughs> I don't want to rip these off. You don't know when it's going to be a full moon, mom. Okay. <laughs> get off my back. <laughs> It's like, and some, some werewolves don't even wait till the moon is full. They can change at will. Yeah. Now, how cool would that be? That would be badass. That would be bad, badass. Yeah. I, I would go running around, climbing on the sides of houses and shit, jumping off oh, of yeah. them. Yeah. No, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. Yeah. No, werewolves are my jam. Yeah. Unless werewolves are underwater. Awesome. <laughs> Keep that shit away from me. <laughs> Werefishes. Right. We're not doing that. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't go there. But yeah, no. So, and then now if they want to reach us, I've got the Instagram. It's at Midnight Mass Creature Cast. And then Rob, you got the um, Gmail going on, right? Yes. You can contact us through Gmail at mmccpod at gmail.com. Um, you got movie recommendations. Uh, you want to let us know how much you like the show and you're going to tell all your friends about it. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Or if you have like a take on what you think the mutants junk look like. Yeah, like, definitely. Yeah. Or drawings. If an, you want to do a sketch real quick. An artist's rendition of, uh, the creatures, uh, double headed, yeah. double headed hammer there. We would love, love nothing more than to see that, especially if it'd be like Christmas card worthy. <laughs> Maybe we'll put it up on the Instagram and get banned. Maybe we will. Maybe we will. Who's, who's to say I haven't already done that, Rob? Have you not been over there lately and checked? No, I haven't. <laughs> All right, then. Well, that, that, do you have anything else to say? Oh, uh, wait, I would recommend the movie. I don't know if I've made that clear, but I love the movie. I would definitely recommend it. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, because you said you loved it a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah, I want to make that perfectly clear. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, so does that do it for us, I guess? Yeah, that, uh, I think that about wraps it up. Yeah. Sweet. All right. Well, thank you, Rob. And thank you. All right. I will see you uh, next time with the howling. Yes. And we will be howling at the moon. Yes, we will. With or without clothing. We don't know yet. (laughs) Well, I know if it's warm enough that I'm going to be running outside uh, with no clothes and I'm going to. Yeah, I was going to say, I can already tell you I won't be wearing. I might have maybe a wristband on. A wristband. (laughs) I'll be wearing sneakers because I don't like going barefoot anywhere. I'll have the kangaroos on. Remember the kangaroos where you can put your key in the little side? Oh, shit. Yeah, I remember those. I'll have those on. (laughs) I'll be the werewolf in the ruse. All right. You'll be the bald Uh werewolf. Right. I'll still have no hair on top. I will still be that werewolf. I'll be the bald, I'll be the other bald werewolf, but with hairy shoulders. You look like Stone Cold Steve Austin is a werewolf. (laughs) And then that's when I shave all the body hair off. (laughs) Exactly. I am a werewolf, damn it. All right, my friend. I will talk to you later. All right. You take care. Bye, Rob. Bye.